This is episode 15 of the Sugar Mamas podcast, and today I get to speak with Tanya. Tanya is the mom to a now 14-year-old son named Caden. Tanya and Caden, along with the rest of their family, have recently launched an athletic clothing line called T1D Athletics. I love their logo. I love their mission. I love the care and thought they put into which clothing they choose for their products. And I love what they're doing to bring awareness to T1D among their friends and family in their community and around the world. Caden is also very active in sports. He's played hockey since he was very, very young. So Tanya and I also get to chat about managing T1D at sporting events, how to handle coaches, highs, lows, how to be prepared, all that stuff. You guys are going to love this episode. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Sugar Mamas podcast, a show designed for moms of type 1 diabetics. Here you'll find a community of like-minded women who are striving daily to keep their kids safe, happy, and healthy while navigating the ever-changing world of type 1. I'm your host and fellow T1D mom, Katie Roseborough. Welcome and enjoy the show. Before we get started, I need you to know that nothing you hear on the Sugar Mamas podcast should be considered medical advice. Please be safe, be smart, and always consult your physician before making changes to the way you manage type 1 diabetes. Thanks. Hey, everybody. I am here with Tanya today, and we're just going to jump right in. Tanya, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us your connection to type 1 diabetes. Okay. Um, yep, my name is Tanya. I am the mom of a 14-year-old diabetic. Um, our son, Caden, was diagnosed when he was eight years old. He had just turned eight, actually. He had a lot of signs about diabetes, like when you think about diabetes and the signs that you're told to watch for, um, we had taken him to the pediatrician a couple times with symptoms and things that we thought he may be leading towards something that he was sick. And the doctors kept telling us there wasn't anything wrong with him. So at one point, they actually told us he was constipated. And we told him, you know, he's he's definitely not constipated. Doctor says, how do you know? And I said, because I'm his mom. You know, sometimes moms just know. There's a gut instinct that tells you when there's something wrong with your kids. And I think something like diabetes is really one of the things that, that the gut kind of tells you. Because at least where, where we're at, pediatricians don't screen for diabetes. It's not something that's in like their um, yearly checkups or whatever. So Kane had lost 16 pounds. Um, he was not a very big kid anyway. So we had called the doctor again, tried to get an appointment. It was going to be a little while before we got him in. And we ended up um, using a friend's kit. Coincidentally, Kevin's best friend is a type 1 diabetic. Oh, wow. Talk about a blessing. Yeah. Um, we used his friend Sawyer's kit and we checked for ketones. Caden had large ketones and we ended up taking them into the emergency room after consulting with a few friends that were nurses. So luckily for us, we had friends that were able to help us at the beginning figure out what was actually wrong with him. So ever since then, I think it's so important that people know that diabetes, first of all, does not have to run in your family. I think that's something that a lot of people think that in order for a child to have type one, somebody in the family has to be diabetic. 
Um, that's far from the truth. It does not have to be that way. Um, it does not have to be what the kids have eaten or, you know, anything like that. So um, for us, that's that's really where it started was for Caden when he was eight. And for him, he honestly was back on the ice playing hockey before he was back in school. We, we kept him home for a little bit, but his love for for hockey and stuff, we couldn't take that away from him. We thought so much had changed, but we did keep him home from school a little bit longer before we let him get back on the ice. So, so he's been playing hockey since he was since he was eight or even younger than that, probably. Yeah, younger than that. He probably started skating when he was, gosh, maybe five. Like the youngest that you can start, we had him, he was, he was skating. So what part of the country are you in? If you don't mind me asking? Nope. That's right. We're in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. I feel like hockey is so much bigger in like the more Northern states. I mean, obviously it makes sense since it's colder. Uh, I'm in Florida. So hockey's like not not a thing. But I I think we have one team and we do have an indoor skating rink. And sometimes, you know, every now and then I'll take my kids ice skating and I see the little hockey players practicing, or you can just tell they're hockey players because they're six and they're like skating circles around me and they've got the hockey skates on and everything. And I'm just always like, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm like, I wish I could skate like that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're not a skater either. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing that his best friend has type one diabetes. I mean, you're right. What a blessing. And you bring up a really good point about the pediatrician screening for type one diabetes regularly in kids. I don't know if my pediatrician does that either. I'm trying to think back and I don't think they do. I know they do a finger prick, maybe at like, I don't know, two years old, I remember for iron, but I don't think it checked blood glucose. I'm going to I'm gonna actually ask next time I go and say, hey, you might want to add this to your regular screening. It could save a lot of heartache. It could. I think, you know, a finger poke when you're, you know, if you expect it at every well child appointment, mm-hmm. I think it could save, it could save a lot. It could save a lot of kids. It could save a lot of just a, a lot of the waiting for the kids to get so sick mm-hmm. until you find out. I mean, just do once a year, just do a finger poke. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So Caden is 14 now, correct? Okay. And he has undertaken quite an impressive endeavor with his type 1 diabetes um, in sports. They're kind of related. Um, so tell us a little bit about his uh, project, I guess you could call it. Yeah. So we had talked for a couple of years thinking of a way to get type 1 diabetes out there to share it, to have other people share it, um, just to spread awareness of diabetes. And one thing that we've always told Caden, obviously, since he was on the ice before he was back in school, was that he can still do anything. You know, it's not going to hold you back. Whatever you want to do, we will support you. We'll make whatever work. It's not going to prevent you from doing something that you love, such as hockey um, or playing any sport. So for us, sports is a big part of our family. Um, We also have a 17-year-old that plays hockey and plays baseball. And so sports is a huge part of our life. And so we brainstormed and thought of some some way that we could combine type one and sports together. And we came up with T1D Athletics. Tell us what T1D Athletics is and what you guys do with T1D Athletics. So T1D Athletics is right now it's a clothing brand. We hope to expand into some additional things. Um, we would love to get to the point where we can have clothing with pockets in it. That's something that we have had a difficult time um, coming up with. We have the idea, but to have a company actually help us put pockets within the clothing to carry pumps, you know, whatever they need. Really, pumps is the, the main thing. If you are if you wear a pump with a cord, Caden wears a T-slim, so he's, he's attached to 
Yeah. Um, pump and their cell phones, especially when they're little. If you have the Dexacom on, they have to carry the cell phone or whatever if they're not with them or their receiver. It's it would be nice to have pockets built right into their clothing. So um one thing that we didn't realize prior to Kane being a diabetic in those cords, they get caught on everything. Do they? Yeah. So we're we're trying to to come up with a, a pocket insert some way that we can insert a pocket into the clothing. But T1D athletics is something that we feel so passionate about as far as getting the awareness about type 1 diabetes out there. And not even just in the athletics world, but so many friends and family have supported us wearing the clothing and hats and people ask them what it is and they share it. Um, So it doesn't have to be a diabetic wearing the clothing. It doesn't have to be a family of a diabetic. Um, The amount of support that we have gotten, a lot of it is to support our family and Caden, but then they share about diabetes. And then our goal once we just started this in November, so we're relatively new with um, T1D Athletics, is to help send kids to camps. Mm. I think that there's a lot of fundraisers and support for research, but for kids like ours that are diabetic, going to a normal camp just isn't really safe, maybe, or they don't feel as comfortable. But going to some diabetic camps where there's other kids just like them, and it's ran by pediatricians and endocrinologists and nurses that know what to do for our kids, that's, that would be really important, I think. Oh, I absolutely love that. I haven't looked into diabetes summer camp specifically, just because I figured this summer, they, I don't think the ones in my area at least are happening or are just happening vir- virtually. So I haven't really looked into them that much, but I would imagine they cost money, right? Has Caden been to a camp? Caden has not been to one yet. Our whole, our thought process behind this is that when Caden was six or in sixth grade, his school does a sixth grade camp. And I called ahead as all moms would do to make sure that everything is set and somebody was there to take care of him. So if he were to go low, he would be able to get his shot, his glucagon and nobody at the camp would give an injection. Mm. I didn't know that's something we can't do. And it just broke my heart. You know, he sold candy bars. He was so excited to do the sixth grade camp. And we had to say, guess what, buddy? You can't go. So for us, we just think something to make kids feel normal. Like mm-hmm. the diabetes camp would be would be awesome. And Cadence endocrinologist actually helps with one of them. Um, so we just think that that would be neat. And he would go at this point now. He would be excited to go and be part of it and share his story. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of kids, lots of type one diabetics that are just jumping to go. And I, I'm sure some of them probably can't afford it. I would have to imagine. So I love that cause. Yeah, I think. I, if I remember correctly, I want to think think it's around $1,100 maybe for the week, something like that. And camp counselors also have to pay to go. So helping to pay for some of the counselors to go would be a huge, a huge help, I think. Just some normalcy in these kids' lives. Well, that's, that's expensive. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize the counselors had to pay to go too, or some of them, I guess, probably. I'm sure there's some volunteers, but. Right. Yep. I actually just signed my daughter up for not a diabetes camp and not a, um, it's not a spend the night camp. It's just like a week long theater camp. And I signed her up with her cousin, who's one of her best friends. And after I signed her up, I was like, oh my gosh, she has type one diabetes. Like I can't send her to a summer camp. <laughs> and and so I emailed the lady running it and I, I talked to her about it and she was, she's actually a school teacher. She teaches at one of the local public schools. So, I mean, I'm sure she's had contact with a type one diabetic at some point in time and kind of understands that they can be normal kids too. And she was very sweet. And I tried, you know, I told her that Sarah's very independent with her diabetes management and I will be texting with her during the day and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I just like, how could I, how could I just willy nilly sign her up for a camp and not really like think it through, but that's okay. Jump first and then think about what you did later, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And let them be normal. You know what I mean? Trying to let them be normal is so important, I think. Yeah. Well, and probably with your 
T1D Athletics, you guys probably had to just speaking of like jumping first, you probably had to just kind of jump right in and then figure it out as you went. Because I'm assuming you've never run a business before. Like, how did you even start to kind of build it? Do you just Google how to start your own business or? (laughs) So yes and no. We have a friend that's a graphic designer and we had another friend that runs marathons. And so probably three years ago, um, one of our, the friend that runs marathons said, I would love to wear a shirt supporting Caden. And I thought, how do you even do that? I don't even know. And so we reached out to our graphic designer friend and said, can you design something, a logo for us? You know, we don't, whatever you think. And he initially designed the top part. I know that other people can't see it, but there's a T1D logo and the T and the one are really one. And then the D, there's an opening at the in the portion of the D. And that actually resembles a C for Caden. So unless you really look at it, you wouldn't know. So he designed the, the our real logo about two or three years ago. And our neighbor Scott wore it as he ran a marathon. And we thought, that looks so great. Like, what else could we do with this? And so then as we brainstormed, obviously, with our kids being in sports, we order a lot of clothing for teams. Um, and so we reached out to a friend that works for a company that supplies clothing to sports teams and said, hey, this is what we're thinking. What can we do? And we just kind of took off from there and we just bought some inventory. I think that we have purchased three or four more large shipments since um, our order in November. Hoodies seem to be a really popular item. We looked for clothing that kids in sports would like to wear, the quality of clothing. Um, we do have some less expensive t-shirts for you know some younger kids, but Under Armour seems to be a brand that kids really like. Um, our hoodies are nice quality hoodies, so that way kids can wear them over and over and over and wash them numerous times. The t-shirts that kids can work out in. So we really put a lot of thought into the type of clothing that kids are wearing, a little bit more expensive than the normal just plain cotton t-shirts. But that's that's kind of how we said, and we just won it. I mean, the sofa, I had never set up a website before. It was like, I had no idea what I was doing. And we just we just went with it and we figure we'll learn as we go and just pray that we're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so far we've, we've done okay. I would love to um, share more and get out to additional states. We have sold, we were to quite a few states in the United States. If I had to count, I would think we've sold to at least half of United States. We've gotten orders out too. So it's been pretty exciting. That's very exciting. I love your logo, by the way. I'll make sure people could find it, but it's very, it's just very clean and simple, but also powerful. And I, I like how the D is also a C. I didn't, I didn't realize that until you pointed it out. That's really neat. Well, how have you seen T1D Athletics grow since November? You know, we have had some months where, or some days where we'll do like a hat giveaway on our website and we will end up with 10 or 15 orders during the day. We've seen our community just really in our circle of friends really support us and want to know more. And what that I think is so important in our area. I think there's the amount of kids that have been diagnosed with type one diabetes is just, it's crazy to see the number of kids. And so having people ask the questions, which, which we really want, and then buy the clothing, buy it for friends, share it with friends. It's We've really done more than what I thought that we would do. And it has opened our eyes to really see and think about what it could do in another year or two years or three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, you've really just begun, honestly. It hasn't even yeah. been... Um, a year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm sure that you probably had in mind when you started, this would be sort of for teenagers, but I feel like it's something that could be really for all ages. I mean, my boys, my oldest son is 10 and they both play baseball. And I mean, 
they would love a shirt like that. I mean, they could wear it to practice. And my husband's the coach of both of their baseball teams. You know, I mean, he could wear it to practice. So it's definitely an all ages clothing line, I think. It is. And I will tell you, we love to share pictures on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. We're just starting to get into Twitter a little bit with our customers that have purchased the clothing. And I will tell you when some of the moms send me pictures of their T1D in the in the shirt and then their family members around them in clothing as well, it is so heartwarming. And to see some of the pictures of the kids, they are so happy. The smile on their face when they're wearing it and then knowing that they have family behind them supporting it or supporting them in, in the shirts as well. It's really something special, I think. I agree. Who runs the business? Does your Does Caden help or is it mainly you? Caden definitely helps. Caden is very hands-on and helping us watch the orders when they come in, picking the orders, helping us box them up, weighing them, putting the labels on them, and then um, sending them out. He's definitely hands-on. He likes to know who's ordering, where they're from, and loves to look at the pictures when they come in and and we share them of of people wearing it. So yeah, he's definitely hands-on and helping. And to be honest with you, he knows more about computers and any of this, any of the stuff that I do online than really what I do. Kids nowadays know so much with the social media and stuff that they have been a he, him and his brother have been a huge help. That is the truth. My kids can, yeah, they can navigate a computer like nobody's business. It's really quite insane. Yeah. And, you know, and it's our goal for Caden, you know, to hopefully one day this really be something that he can take over and continue on, you know, for, for many years. Absolutely. Well, I, I have some questions about just sports in general, since you've kind of, you know, you've been doing this now for, oh gosh, quick math, um, six years, right? Six years. So you've had, you have experience with handling sports and type one diabetes. But before I do that, just tell everybody where we can find you, social media, website, Yep. We, our website is www.t1dathletics.com. Um, same Facebook, we're T1D Athletics and Instagram, the, the same thing. I think it's just T1D Athletics. And then I'm not positive on the Twitter. I believe it's, it's the same. If you Google T1D Athletics, it's our logo is red, white, and blue. Um, but from our website, it links you to all of our um, social media pages as well. But. Yeah. I tell you what, having your own whatever, whether it's a business or a podcast, I mean, I feel like running social media is half the battle these days. I mean, that's a full-time job. Especially when you're telling your kids, you know, so much time on your screen or whatever, especially if they're in school as our kids are still at home, they're on the computer all day for school. So we're like, put the phones down and let's just, you know, have a little bit of time away from the screen. And then you're trying to run a business on your phone. It's kind of contradicting, but... Oh, yeah, totally. Do as I say, kids, not as I do, please. Okay, so let's talk about how you've handled sports and type 1 diabetes through the years. Why don't we start with, tell me a little bit about communication with coaches. How do you approach that? Unless you're, maybe you have a family member who's the coach of the team, I'm not sure, but. No, we, first of all, we're very open and honest, and we we let them know what symptoms to watch for, the signs to watch for. Um, Caden does wear a Dexacom, so we make sure that the coach, especially when Caden's on the ice, that his coach has his cell phone on the bench with him. So that way it can still, it's it's close enough to Caden that we can still see his, his numbers. We make sure that he has Gatorade and sugar pills, whatever he needs close to him. And my husband or I, or our 17 year old son, is, one of us are always with Caden when he's at a sporting event. So even at practices, our older son, when we drop him off for hockey at this age, we'd drop him off and we would leave. Um, with Caden, we just we just like to stay just just to be on the safe side. But we're just really open with the coaches. And we tell Caden, you know, you have to be open and honest. It's something that you cannot be embarrassed about. You know, I think it's normal for all kids to kind of go through that stage. 
when Caden was initially diagnosed, there was he wasn't embarrassed at all about it. But it's kind of, I think his stages kind of go and he gets a little bit older. Sometimes he goes through where he doesn't want people to see his pump or he doesn't want, you know, and it's to me, it's to me, it's kind of it's sad. But on the other hand, we want him to know this is you. This is how God made you. And you have to, you, you know, wear it with pride, show other kids how strong you really are. And so same with the coaches. We just let him know Caden does really well on his own. He manages his diabetes really well, but you always have to just have one eye open, you know, and just be alert just to watch if he's acting a little bit funny, teaching them to know what to watch for, I guess. Yeah. So will the coach, like if the coach is sitting next to his cell phone and sees that he's going low or maybe going really high, does the coach intervene and pull him off the ice or do do what, do you have to come down and pull him off or, or maybe you've never had to pull him off the ice? Well, during practice, there's been a few times where he's gone low. Caden typically actually goes high when he's um, playing sports and when he's really active. So that's kind of a, a blessing for us as that typically he doesn't drop low because obviously when when you're on the ice and they go low that would be a scarier situation than if he were to go higher but there's only been a couple times where he's and he's felt funny as he calls it I don't know what your daughter calls it but Caden says I feel funny that's his way of telling us he's he's low and he go goes off the ice and and gets his Gatorade so thankfully we honestly haven't had to pull him off the ice ourselves but we would the coach wouldn't I would never expect the coach to sit there and, and monitor Caden's phone. We're there so we can actually do it. Yeah, I guess that is a lot to ask, especially if they're also trying to coach a team. Right, right. Yeah. My daughter says she feels shaky. Oh. That's her low word is I feel shaky. And then she holds her hands up and it's interesting though, because I mean I obviously I'm like, okay, well let's let's act on this. But I also wonder, she also gets very um nervous and a little anxious when she starts to go low. Okay. And so part of me is like, I wonder if the shakiness is really because she feels low or if it's because she's nervous or maybe both. Who knows? Caden physically shakes as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of that's one of the signs. So, she, I mean, again, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't question her. That would be silly. What about being prepared for games? So, you said you got Gatorade on hand always. Um, the phone, obviously, he's wearing all of his equipment. Um, anything else you bring to games that for specifically for type one diabetes to be prepared? We always bring obviously snacks. Usually, before Kane goes on the ice, he'll either have like a banana and string cheese or a granola bar or something to make sure that his numbers are stable prior to him going. Um, we check him right before he goes on the ice, look at his number prior to him having the Dexacom. You know, we do the finger poke right before he went on the ice. So we always make sure we have snacks just in case. It's amazing how many snacks you now are required to take with you everywhere, just in case you were to go little fruit snacks or um, the Gatorade. So prior to him going on the ice, we just make sure that he has his number in a, in a safe zone. And if not, give him like a banana, Gatorade, something like that. And then just keep extra on hand just in case. So you said he normally goes high during, um, does he go high only during games when there's like a lot of adrenaline in that competition or does he also go high at practice? He goes high at practice or he'll go high if he's out jumping on the trampoline or activity in general just tends to make him go higher. This disease, I tell you what. Yeah. It is just different for every single person. My daughter plummets when she's yeah super active. Yeah. So we've had to like, she just got on an Omnipod not too long ago and I'm really enjoying the like the temp basil feature because you can decrease it. Like yeah. before she goes and does activities. So that way she doesn't drop really low, which that's probably been one of my favorite features. Do you see, so after he practices or does any activity, I guess, do you see like a sudden drop off? I've heard that when I've heard if there's like adrenaline involved with sports, then as soon as they're done, it can just kind of like almost crash. Yeah. So we did go through a time where he was doing that for probably two or three years. We would know after he got off the ice 
to give him about 20 minutes or so and then give him a Gatorade and don't cover it because he was going to crash. Right now, he's not in that stage. Um, and I'm not sure what changed, why it changed, but he wears the T Slim with the, in the, with a CGM and he, with a basal IQ. So his pump actually automatically gives him insulin when he goes high. So we've had to adjust that to where the pump doesn't automatically give him the insulin after he comes off the ice because we know he's going to come down some. And sometimes he does still crash and we're just prepared for it. You know, you just have what you need on hand just in case he does, but he's not, he does not do that as bad as he did probably when he was maybe nine through 12. It was, it was bad. We knew he was going to drop quickly afterwards. Mm. How's the, how do you like the control IQ? I keep hearing wonderful things. It is amazing. You know, I was scared at first because it's something that you're counting on a little box to deliver to your child, something you don't have control of when it comes to their diabetes. And if you're anything like me, I want to be in charge and control all of it. I want to know what's happening, what's going into his body, how much insulin he's getting it, you know. And so this was something that I was kind of giving this little machine the responsibility of. And it's scary. It's, It's really scary, you know, and it has done amazing things for for him. The the hard part is making sure he's covering his food before he eats it and not giving himself like, well, the pump's going to give it to me. That's kind of a stage that we've we've gone through. His endocrinologist is wonderful and says, you know, it's a stage all kids go through. Don't beat yourself up over it type thing. So just making sure he understands that. But his A1C has been great since we've had the control IQ. It's just, it really helps. At night, it really helps too, because he tends to go high at night. So Mm, that's awesome. So with the, um, I know it, it just regulates the blood sugar through temp basils, right? Or changing the basal rate. Yep. So it just like if you were to give a correction, mm-hmm. the pump is giving a correction throughout whenever he goes high. So, you know, if he bumps to, and it's calculating still the insulin he has on board. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he, for some reason spikes up to, you know, 200 or whatever, the pump's going to give him that correction itself mm-hmm. as opposed to us having to enter his number into his pump and give him the correction. So it's so exciting. We are waiting on the Omnipod to hook up with the Dexcom, which we've been told will be soon, but we'll see. My daughter was pretty adamant about, cause I was, I was really looking into the um, T-Slim and, but my daughter was just absolutely adamant about not wanting tubes, which I totally get. I totally feel you. And we love our Omnipod, but it will be very nice when it hooks up with the Dexcom and they it's a closed loop system. And honestly, I just don't want to figure out the loop situation right now. I know there's ways to do it with the Riley link and there's, I'm just like, no, not right now. Yeah. And it can be so overwhelming. I think, you know, some of the, even for, even this for us, knowing a couple of years ahead of time, it was coming, it was coming and researching it. And we waited probably I don't know, six or eight months before we even did it with Caden because we wanted to make sure there's no glitches or whatever. Um, but it, it can be overwhelming for sure. But once you do it and you're comfortable with it, once it you know happens for the Omnipod, it'll be definitely a blessing. Mm-hmm, for sure. I would love to know before we, uh, before we sign off, what has been your worst and best type one diabetes experience so far? Oh gosh, this is, it's so crazy to think that there can be a best mm-hmm. with any, you know, with, with something like type one, but I will say, um, probably support in the closeness. Our family is super close anyway. 
Um, but what it did for our family, you know, bring, bringing you together, I think stronger, knowing that it were, we were, we are, and will always be like all of us in this together. It's not just Caden's disease. It's us as a family and we all fight it every day. So I think that, um, just what it does for you as a person, what it did for me as a mom, you know, knowing what I'm capable of. I remember when Sawyer would be over at our house and I would, Caden's friend, that's a diabetic. And I'd be so worried the whole time he was here. And I would tell his mom, Janae, I don't know how you do it. The powers that you get and what you can do when it's actually placed in your your hands and you have to do it. It's truly amazing. Um, so I think that the closeness and how we've been able to share Caden's story and help other families that are going through diabetes, I think is something that's been pretty special. So if, if you can find a positive out of it and just letting Caden know as well that what he's capable of and letting him be an example and be somebody that younger kids with diabetes can look up to, I think is really important. Oh, I think that especially at that age, I mean, 14, that's probably pretty tricky. You know, he's a teenager. And I know not all teenagers go through a rebellious stage, but most do. So I think for him to have that opportunity to kind of know that younger kids are looking up to me and I need to be a good example for them. And I think that's a wonderful opportunity for a teenager. I agree. Mm -hmm. What about your worst experience? You know, I don't know if it's necessarily an experience as much as what it has done to maybe me personally is it changes every changes you as a person and as a mom and how you think. So I don't think that I used to worry so much. And now I worry all the time. You know, it's always in the back of your mind, like in the, at nighttime, if he's low, you're setting your phone for every 30 minutes to wake up to check his number or the amount of sleep that you get completely changes. I think if the bad part would be kind of just maybe how you, your stress and how you worry and the anxiety part of it is a, is a parent. I think that that's probably one of the worst things and knowing that your child has something that you can't fix. Mm. That's hard. Oh my gosh. So hard. Yeah, I've I've never been much of a worrier, which I consider a blessing. Um, but I feel like now that Sarah has type one diabetes, I worry I worry more about her emotional state than anything else. I just worry about her, you know, getting older and um you know, just going through those teenage years and you're most girls at least go through a period of being self-conscious about, and, you know, weird body awareness stuff and just her having to wear the two devices. And so I just worry about her more. I worry more about the mental toll it's going to take on her throughout her life. You know, when she hopefully grows up and wants to have kids, like that's probably hard to navigate pregnancy as a type one diabetic. So yeah, I feel like I've, I, I, that's what I worry about is I mean, medically. I mean, yeah, sure. There's complications involved with type one diabetes, but you know, those can be managed pretty well if you're paying attention. Anyway, that that's my two cents. I think that, um, what else was I going to say? I forget. <laughs> it's okay. It'll probably come to me in just a second, but no, I can definitely relate with the, the worry part of it. Oh, I, oh, I've become, this is what I, <laughs> This is what I was going to say. And it's hilarious that I forgot what I was going to say, because I was going to say, I have become so much more forgetful ever since my daughter was diagnosed. I, I, I'm already a forgetful person, like spend a week with me and you'll quickly realize that. But, um, I've just been so forgetful. I forgot about a doctor's appointment that I had. I just totally didn't show up. Yeah. 
I had it in my planner. I even set a reminder on my phone, did not show up, forgot just so many things. Like this morning, just this morning, I forgot that my youngest son had an appointment to get a cavity filled and we're all walking out the door, you know, go, go, go get in the car. We're running late. And the dentist calls me and I pick up the phone and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I forgot. And again, I wrote it down on my planner. I mean, it's a, it's honestly a miracle, Tanya, that I remember to get on this call with you today. <laughs> Funny, I forget a lot as well. And the reminders on my cell phone, and then I hand write them down on a calendar, and then set a reminder to the reminder on the calendar on my phone and share it with my husband so he can help remind me. Yeah. Yep. I completely understand that one. Yeah. There's just now there's just so many, there's already so many things in your brain as a mom, but now there's like extra, extra things having to worry about type one diabetes. And, you know, do you, do you have all the things? How many carbs are in this? Blah, blah, blah. It is, it's crazy, but I think you probably the same as me as a mom, anything we can take off from them from worrying, we take it on ourselves and letting them you know, to be kids is, is so important. So I think just taking that on for us sometimes adds a little bit extra, but I'm happy to do it. Oh, same here. I agree. Absolutely. We tell Caden often that God chose the tough kids to be diabetics. Oh, And without a doubt, that's definitely the case. And I think the same for, for parents. You know, absolutely. He picked the strong ones for sure. Yeah. Well, some maybe. I mean, I think regardless of whether he picked the strong ones or not, he gives us the strength, right? Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for coming on and talking to me today about T1D Athletics. I will put a link in the show notes to the website, all the social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want. I'll put it in, in the show notes. And thank you for sharing Caden's story and your experience with sports. I really enjoyed talking with you today. Yes, you too. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Have a good week. Bye. You too. Once again, we have come to the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that. As always, I will put a link to all the things in the show notes where you can find T1D Athletics on Instagram, their website, Facebook. It will all be there. So go check it out. If you have a type one sports fanatic in your family, this would just be absolutely perfect for them. Get them one for their birthday. Get them one for Christmas. Maybe you or your spouse is the coach of their team. Get yourself one. Go get all the people in all of your life something from the T1D Athletics clothing line. They're cool. They're high quality. You won't regret it. As always, thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And hey, if you are the mom or the caregiver or the teacher or the grandparent or the whatever to a type 1 diabetic in your life and you'd like to be on the show, then reach out to me at sugarmamaspodcast at gmail.com. If you are any of those things, then I truly feel that you have a story to tell and I would love to talk to you. I will put that email address in the show notes so you can easily find it. I hope Hope you guys have a fabulous week and we will chat soon. Bye.